Welcome to the Main Street Preps High School Football Wrap-Up. Nobody brings you more comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee than Main Street Preps. Today's show is brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, please welcome the host of the Main Street Preps High School Wrap-Up Show, Chris Yao. Welcome back into another edition of the Main Street Preps High School Football Wrap-Up Show presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Once again, I'm Chris Yao. I'm your host, and I'm looking forward to getting you to each of our local high school football reporters from around the mid-state who were out and about at high school football games this past weekend. And they're going to tell you all about what went on in their areas. We'll start up in Montgomery County. Hi, I'm Brady McTemney, sports editor at Main Street Clarksville. And here's a little bit of a recap of what went down this Friday and Thursday night. On Thursday, Clarksville High traveled to Hopkinsville, Kentucky to take on the Tigers. And they left with a huge win, winning 42 to nothing over their cross-state opponents, going to 4-0 on the season. Rossview also got a big win, facing a region foe in the Northwest Vikings. They beat them 52 to nothing. That is their biggest win of the season so far in terms of point spread. West Creek also got on the board for their first win of the season, uh, hosting Kenwood and beating them 28 to 7. That is also their first region win of the season, of course, with it being their first win. So a big game there for West Creek. Speaking of teams staying unbeaten, like Clarksville High, the Kirkwood Cobras, Chad Watson's Kirkwood men. Staying unbeaten, they beat Northeast 49-29. to They got big performances out of Perry Cross, Snead, and Lee Bugs, as they've been doing in recent years, rather in recent weeks. The Montgomery Central Indians took a heartbreaking loss against Creekwood. After scoring in the last minute, they allowed a last-minute touchdown themselves, losing that game 21-20, to just heartbreaking for Central, who was looking for their first win of the season. And Clarksville Academy, after getting their first win last week, fell to MTCS 49-7. I've been Brady McTamney, sports editor, Main Street, Clarksville. That was some of the Montgomery County football action. We'll stay up in the northernmost part of the coverage area as Robertson County and David Wilson has a report from Robertson County. David? Everyone, my name is David Wilson, sports reporter for the Robertson County Connection, here to give you a quick recap of high school football in the Robertson County area in week four. It was a bounce back week for Dustin Wilson's Yellow Jackets as Springfield picked up a 34-33 victory over Station Camp. The story out in Springfield was Clarence Cobbins, the senior, had 259 all-purpose yards for both ways for the Yellow Jackets. He had a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. He had two interceptions. Uh, receiving touchdown as well so he was all over the field on Friday night Springfield gets back to two and two and they will travel to Centennial this week White House Heritage bounced back from a road loss to Westmoreland last week they picked up a 21-14 victory over Cheatham County in their region opener Xavier Murray the freshman quarterback was 10 of 11 passing for 145 yards and a touchdown he hit Eric Lopez on that long strike from 47 yards out. And then the story was Adrian Benilla once again for the White House Heritage rushing attack. He had 15 carries for 150 yards and two touchdowns in the win. They will travel to Chapel Hill this week to face Forrest. East Robertson continue their winning ways. They are still perfect 
on the season. They defeated Sycamore by a final score of 49 to 26. Isaiah Groves had 19 carries for 241 yards and four touchdowns. His brother had six tackles, two for loss, and a sack. They'll face Joe Burns this week in a Robertson County rivalry. White House, they're still perfect. Um, they picked up their fourth win of the year over White's Creek this past Friday night, defeating the Cobras by a final score of 24-7. Running back Michael Albin had 156 yards and two touchdowns, and then quarterback Tanner Hayes hooked up with Jackson Roark on a seven-yard touchdown pass. They will face a region power this week in Marshall County, so that'll be a really good game to watch here in the Robinson County area. Greenbrier fell by a final score of 37-0 to Marshall County last week. They will look to bounce back um, after their 1-3 start. They will face Station Camp on the road, um, being led by head coach John Elmore. And then finally, Gordonsville picked up a 35-6 win over Joe Burns. Joe Burns' low touchdown came from Malachi Rivera on a rushing score. They will travel to East Robertson um, this week, so that Justin Robinson and the Red Devils will look to bounce back. That is your weekly wrap-up here in the Robertson County area. I'm David Wilson. See you next week. Again, looking forward to more from around the north end of the coverage area, but let's go all the way to the south where Wade Neely has a report from Pulaski and Giles County. Big games, but for different reasons for our area squads last Friday night as week four was a mixed bag for Giles County and Richland. Richland falls in an absolute heartbreaker, 29-28. That game goes to double overtime. They fall to the Class 3A Fairview Yellow Jackets. Giles County, meanwhile, they reclaim the Cowbell Trophy after winning 42-7 versus their rivals to the west in Lawrence County. We'll start with the Raiders. Heartbreak City for Richland as they fall again to a higher classification team on a two-point conversion. Richland has now lost two games this year, both of them coming via a two-point conversion. And if you go back to the end of last season, Richland has now lost three of its last five games by two-point conversions as they fell to Adamsville in the playoffs in heartbreaking fashion. Crazy game. Raiders make up a 14-point deficit in that one to force overtime. And in the overtime, Richland scores second to tie it up at, uh, or excuse me, trail by one, 20-19. 21-20, I should say. Richland elects to go for two. And uh, briefly, it looked like Richland converts the two-point conversion as Jaden Pryor hauls one in. However, there was a penalty flag on the play. Richland is uh, going to rethink its strategy. They elect a kick, and we go to a second overtime. In the second overtime, Richland strikes quickly. They score. They kick. They now lead at 28-21. But the Fairview Yellow Jackets respond, and after their touchdown, they go for two. Richland nearly sacking McCoy, the quarterback for the Yellow Jackets, but unable to come up with the stop, and the two-point conversion is good. Richland falls. They have a massive showdown this Friday versus Cornersville, and that will be a region contest, and so all eyes will be upon Linville on Friday when the Raiders host the Bulldogs. Giles County, meanwhile, cruised to a 42-7 win in their contest versus Lawrence County. First meeting of the two teams since 2018. And uh, Giles County got off to a fast start as Kamari Turner draws the nod at quarterback and the senior playmaker delivered. He had 200 yards rushing in the first half. He had two rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown in the first half. Uh, Exorion Randolph had a couple of touchdowns out of the backfield as well. And then your usual starting quarterback, Johnny Jackson, played a little bit in the first half, but he really featured in the second 
with a touchdown to put Giles County on top, 42-7. Giles County is now off this week. They have only nine games on their schedule, so they have two uh, open dates, as it were, and Giles County will enjoy one of those two this week. They'll be back in action the following Friday versus Lincoln County. So Richland is set to host Cornersville in a Mammoth Region showdown. Giles County is off this Friday after a wild week four, a heartbreak for the Raiders, and a big win for the Bobcats. That's all from Pulaski here. Wade Neely, sports editor of the Pulaski Citizen. Back to you. Murray County. We've also got reports from Lawrence County and South Williamson County, and that's Maurice Patton who has a report now. Thanks, Chris. Week four had some pretty exciting outcomes and some pretty exciting matchups. Well, we got one, two, five games decided by a touchdown or less. So um, let's start in Region 5, 5A, where Shelbyville took advantage of an onside kick and Columbia Central was unable to convert a late field goal as the Golden Eagles came to Lindsey Nelson Stadium and picked up a 29-27 victory over the, over the Lions. Um, also in Region 5-5A, Lincoln County stopped a late two-point conversion to down Spring Hill 14-12. In Region 5-2A, Mount Pleasant went on the road and needed a 98-yard scoop and scored by Caden Davis in the fourth quarter to get away with a 14-10 victory. And in Region 6-6A, Independence does what the, did what they do, <laughs> played overtime for a third straight week, this time two of them in a 31-24 win over at Franklin. Another Region 6-6A squad, Summit, played at home and played Blackman close before falling 28-27 in non-league action. Also, we had Loretto in the Pegasus Cup defeating host Summertown 35-0. First win by a road team in that series. Giles County picks up the Cowbell game by defeating Lawrence County 42-7 on the road. And Huntington comes into Columbia Academy and gets out with a 48-14 victory. You can see more coverage of all of those on the website at MainStreetMurray.com and in print this week at MainStreetMurray. Thanks. To take our first break of the day when we come back more from around the mid-state on the main street preps high school football wrap-up show we'll be right back after this it was just a few drinks i'm good i thought it was good after every game we always have a few it's no big deal it was no big deal hey i can hold my liquor Thought I could hold my liquor. At Dixon Tater Shack, we take loaded baked potatoes to a whole new level. We're not just any potato joint, we're the best this side of the Mason-Dixon line. Whether you're a traditionalist who loves classic flavors or a culinary adventurer seeking bold new combinations, we've got you covered. Located at 728 East College Street, dine in or take out. Follow us on Facebook. Call us at 615-740-7111. Complete Service Heat and Air is a trusted provider of top-notch heating and cooling solutions dedicated to ensuring optimal comfort and efficiency for residential and commercial spaces. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. 
We do service and repair on heating and air the right way, 24 7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Dairyberry's Heat and Air has been proudly serving the Middle Tennessee area for over 35 years. We have been voted Summer County's best heat and air company for the past eight years. For outstanding service, call Dairyberries at 615-452-8121. As an Allstate agent in Gallatin, Larry Maynard knows many local families. His knowledge and understanding of the people in this community helps him provide customers with outstanding service. Give Larry a call at 615-452-1500. Welcome back into the Main Street Preps High School Football Wrap-Up Show presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. We've got more reports from folks who were out at games over the weekend. We'll start up in Wilson County, where Tommy Bryan has a report. Hi, everybody. This is Tommy Bryan, sports editor of the Wilson Post in Lebanon. And I'm going to bring you up to date on everything that happened in week four high school football in Wilson County. Well, the game everybody was pointing at, Green Hill and Wilson Central, the Hawks knocked off the Wildcats by a score of 27-20. to As sophomore quarterback Cannon Burroughs threw for four touchdown passes. Lebanon went to the Upper Cumberland and defeated Cookville by a score of 41-17. to Senior slot back Key Crowell piled up 287 all-purpose yards and scored four touchdowns for the Blue Devils. DeKalb County spoiled Watertown's homecoming by the score of 20-10. The Tigers of Smithville blanked the Purple Tigers in the second half, outscoring Watertown 17-0 down the stretch. Friendship Christian went to Leaper's Fork and defeated Franklin Grace by a score of 42-27. Reliable Tyson Walcott ran 27 times for 159 yards and four touchdowns. He also intercepted a Grace Christian pass, blocked a PAT, and caught a pass for nine yards. Mount Juliet had an easy time with Warren County at the Mel Brown Athletic Complex. Three first-half touchdowns by junior John Michael Crudup helped push the Bears to a 37-6 lead at intermission. And after opening the season 2-0, Mount Juliet Christian slipped to 2-2 on the heels of a 42-12 loss at Red Boiling Springs last Friday. Looking ahead to Week 5, Green Hill plays in Lebanon at Tribble Field Watkins Stadium in a game that can be seen on MyTV30. This is the first football meeting ever between these two Wilson County programs. Republic Charter plays at Friendship Christian's Pirtle Field in a 7.30 p.m. contest. Cookville visits Mount Juliet in a Region 4 6A game. Mount Juliet Christian Academy travels to Extreme West Nashville to take on Nashville Christian School. Watertown plays at Cascade, and Shelbyville Central visits Gladeville to take on Wilson Central. That's a look at Wilson County football. I'm Tommy Bryan, sports editor of the Wilson Post. I will talk to you later. Just south of that is Rutherford County and, of course, Murfreesboro Post's Monty Hale Jr. 
standing by with a little bit of information from there. Monty, take it away. I'm Monty Ailes, sports editor of the Murfreesboro Post, here for a Rutherford County High School football recap. Um, last week, week four, some interesting games. Oakland 49, Antioch nothing. Uh, Blackman, its first win of the year, 28-27 at Summit. Great win for the Blaze. And first-year coach Matt Christy. Germantown beat uh, Riverdale 41-32. to Crazy game. Riverdale jumped out 27-0, trailed 28-17 at the half, and then it was back and forth from there. Rockvale, a much-needed win, 34-26 to at Stewart's Creek. Uh, Stewart's Creek and uh, was undefeated going into that game. Rockvale needed a win, and they got it. Ravenwood 28, Smyrna 6, the Bulldogs... Uh, Struggles continued offensively. They're starting to play better defense, but they've got to get some things going on the other side of the ball and put some points on the board. Collinwood 38, Eagleville 13, a big of a surprise there. Thought Eagleville might uh, win that game, certainly be close, but it was a tough loss on the road uh, for the Eagles. Middle Tennessee Christian School 42, Clarksville Academy 7. Uh, the Cougars on a roll right now, 4-0 and really haven't been tested except their opener against Columbia Academy. And finally, DCA knocked off Providence Christian Academy, 42-3. Uh, to Tough night for the Lions, who are in their first year of 11-man football. Looking ahead to this week, that's a really interesting game. It's a region week for most every team, um, including Blackman and Oakland, and the Blaze will visit Oakland at Ray Hughes Stadium Friday night. Um, both teams coming off big wins. Um, tough test for a very young uh, Blackman football team, however. Rockvale and Riverdale ought to be a great matchup. It was a great game last year that Rockvale won, and then after that they were just really hit hard by injuries and uh, did not win a game the rest of the year. Riverdale certainly remembers that game. Uh, they, they're really battle-tested right now with the teams they have played. Cane Ridge at Stewart's Creek. You know, before you'd always say, all right, well, Cane Ridge is going to win that region. Hey, this thing is up for grabs. And uh, I like uh, uh, Cain, uh, Stewart's Creek's chances. Uh, they're playing a, a pretty solid level of football right now. Uh, so it should be a good opportunity to get their first region win. Siegel and Hendersonville, uh, a non-region game. Uh, both teams score a lot of points, uh, but I'm, I think Siegel got a good chance to keep it going uh, to get to 5-0. and And speaking of 5-0, and after this week, we're halfway through the regular season. I still can't believe that. Huntland and Eagleville, a must-win for Eagleville almost. You would think that would be the case. Uh, Huntland struggling, Eagleville. I'm struggling. Got beat by two good football teams the last two weeks. Webb at MTCS. Uh, Webb um, having some struggles as well. Uh, MTCS, again, playing at a very, very high level. And Grundy County at PCA. Uh, over at MTSU. That's got to be a lot of fun for those kids. Kids play at a college stadium. Uh, tough opponent in Grundy County, but we'll wait and see. All righty, that's a recap of last week. A look ahead to this week. I'm Monty Hale sports editor of the Murfreesboro Post. Of course, the metro Nashville area is ripe with a lot of high school football right now, and Russell Venosi has plenty to 
to tell you about on his report, Russell. How about Father Ryan? The Irish are 3-0 after a 56-21 win over Brentwood Academy, their first victory over the Eagles since 2013. Senior quarterback Jojo Crump was phenomenal. The VMI commitment passed for 245 yards, rushed for 177, and accounted for seven total touchdowns. Three of his touchdown passes went to Indiana commitment Charlie Becker as the Irish racked up nearly 600 yards of total offense. Father Ryan has another big opportunity this week when it hosts 0-4 Montgomery Bell Academy, and believe it or not, the Irish haven't beaten the Big Red since the 1997 Clinic Bowl State Championship game at Vanderbilt. Brentwood Academy is now surprisingly 1-3 with another big test coming this week as well against Macaulay. That game will be televised by ESPNU. Elsewhere, Pearl Cone moved into the number one spot in our MSP Top 25 rankings following their 41-14 win over Pure Academy from Memphis. The Firebirds put on a good show in their first game on their new artificial turf playing surface. Fields at East Nashville and Whites Creek are expected to be ready soon as well as Metro Nashville works on completing its massive $15 million project that uh, is going to leave a new playing surface uh, of artificial turf at all 15 Metro high schools. I was able to cover the BGA at Davidson Academy game last Friday, which Davidson Academy was able to pull out 43-26, to and quarterback experience paid off in a big way in this game. BGA is still working in a new starter, Caden Marable. He's a sophomore with a lot of potential. He scored three touchdowns against Davidson Academy. But the Bears have a three-year entrenched starter in Knox Roberts, and his leadership really made the difference here. He passed for 384 yards. Accounted for five total touchdowns. He did throw three interceptions, but he told me after the fact that he believed those are correctable mistakes. The Bears are now 4-0 with matchups against St. George's and Pope Prep next on the docket. Chris, back to you. Thanks so much for giving us that. Let's go up to Sumner County now where Blaine Keller has a report. We'll take it away, Blaine. Sumner County Sports Editor Blaine Keller back with you here, giving a look into the week that was in county area football. This is your Sumner County football snapshot. Beach football is back at Shackle Island Stadium. Uh, the Buccaneers visitor stands collapsed just about a month ago. Fortunately, no one was on board when that happened a few days before the regular season opener. And shortly after that, the home side concrete home stand structure at Beach at Shackle Island Stadium was shut down for the year, uh, leaving their season at home in jeopardy. But Temporary bleachers were brought in just in time for this week's Region 7-5A opener against Portland, a game in which Beach won 35 to nothing. Sophomore quarterback Caden Powell, a transfer from Smith County, rushed for two touchdowns and passed for two more. He ended up with, I believe, 177 all-purpose yards, 150 through the air, 27 on the ground, and a big performance for the Bucks, who entered that game on a two-game skid their first losing streak since 2014. Beach was one of the many bounce-back teams in the area this week. Pope Prep and Liberty Creek finally got off the schneid, picking up their first wins of the season. Pope Prep went on the road at Webb Bell Buckle to win 40-7. Liberty Creek took care of Stratford for the Wolves' first region win in program history. Gallatin, after losing to Mount Juliet last week, picked up a 48-14 win at Dixon County. Hendersonville trounced Hunters Lane 61 to nothing, and Westmoreland and White House continued their win streaks uh, with the Eagles beating Jackson County on the road and White House staying perfect with uh, a big win, I believe a three-touchdown win 
against White's Creek. It's a big week for the Blue Devils, by the way. Don't want to overlook that. Now at 4-0, they host Marshall County on Friday in region action. It's your Sumner County football snapshot. Back to you guys. Out in Dixon and Cheatham counties where Casey Patrick is standing by. Hi, my name is Casey Patrick. Uh, I'm the sports reporter for the Dixon Post and the Cheatham County Exchange. Uh, we're going to do a quick little review of, of last week's football action. Um, Dixon, uh, I was at the Dixon-Gallatin game, and uh, Dixon had a rough time. Gallatin was able to uh, pull away for a 48-14 to win in that one. Dixon did get a great start. Uh, Gallatin turned it over twice, including a pick six. Uh, and then Malachi Redmond scored on a 37-yard screen pass to start the second half for Dixon County. But uh, it wasn't enough on offense as uh, Gallatin pulled away for the big 48-14 to win. Uh, for Creekwood, they had a wild finish out at Montgomery Central. Uh, the Red Hawks were able to pick up their first win of the year. Uh, they were down uh, they were down a touchdown with about 30 seconds to go, and, and Jaden Elliott uh, grabbed the game-winning touchdown out of the hands of a Montgomery Central defender. Um, that, Like I said, that is their first one of the year. Will McKinnon picked up two rushing touchdowns earlier in that contest, so good for Creekwood. Uh, over on the Cheatham side of things, uh, Harpeth lost a heartbreaker uh, to Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant was able to return a fumble late, really late in the game, to take a 14-10 to 10 lead and pulled away for the win there. Uh, Cheatham County Central uh, lost another close one to White House Heritage, 21-14. Uh, to 14. Uh, White House Heritage is playing really good football uh, compared to the last few years they've had out there, so good for them. But Cheatham County Central, 1-3 uh, on the year, uh, looking to turn some things around uh, against Fairview this week. And then uh, Sycamore, the last team um, that we're going to do today, uh, they lost 49-26. to uh, The offense was able to move the ball. They're finally starting to get some bodies back. They've been dealing with the injury bug really bad, but they are starting to get healthy. Um, and right just in time for region play, like Coach Harrison said. So um, good luck to the War Eagles, and um, thank you all very much. Folks, that's going to do it for this edition of the Main Street Preps High School Football Wrap-Up Show presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Look forward to seeing you guys again next week right here on Main Street Media Television. You have been watching the Main Street Preps High School Football Wrap-Up Show with Chris Yao. Nobody brings you more comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee than Main Street Preps. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest news about high school football. The Main Street Preps High School Football Wrap-Up Show was brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.